welcome to today's podcast. This is Healthcare Arms Podcast, and we are going to be exploring more ins and outs of psychological performance and what techniques and tips you can put into place to overcome challenges, obstacles, dealing with pressure, and generally improving your overall psychological performance and well-being. Today we have myself, Adam Hamilton, Czech practitioner, and I'm joined with my co-host, Gabby Hyde, who is an executive coach. Welcome, Gabby. Hi, Adam. So today we're going to be looking at dealing with pressure, is it, or how to cope better under pressure? What's, what's kind of the, the layout for today? What are we going to look at? Yeah, so today we're going to explore a bit about how it may be helpful to manage pressures. And it kind of links with our last week's podcast where we were looking at barriers and that could be our self-beliefs, feelings or worries of failure. Um, and also relates back to the first podcast when we started to encourage our listeners to identify areas that they may want to adjust in their lives. So it's kind of going a bit full circle and starting to link things back together again. Okay, perfect. So I think this is probably quite a hot topic, I suppose, with a lot of people and in, in the general space of when you know, mental health or mental well-being gets brought up. A lot of the time people are, they talk about dealing with stress or feeling stressed. But as we, as we know within that kind of space, stress actually a lot of the time we're talking about pressure, aren't we? We're talking about how well you can cope with pressure. And there are some things that you've found, particularly from a coaching model. And I know that I've used as well within sort of the, the coaching element of what I do through the, <clears throat> the check side of things as to what you can do to to help manage it or you know know that you're under a particular amount of pressure it could be a deadline it could be a time frame it could be a big project there could be a whole host of different things but just there's ways isn't there that you can tackle that or how you respond to it which then in turn is going to improve your resilience your coping strategies and, and that sort of thing yeah, so as always today, we'll um, share some ideas, some hints and tips for listeners to consider and think about and see whether it's something that they might want to try and see if that helps them with um, managing their own pressures. And like you said then, it, it can be something that's a time pressure or a time restraint, a deadline, or it could be um, self perceived pressure so whether we're putting those boundaries or those limiting uh beliefs on ourselves as well um i suppose it's quite important what you said there in terms of the pressure that we all experience again it's going to be different for everybody and what we say may be helpful for some and may not resonate with other people but we can have a bit of a conversation and suggest some techniques that might be beneficial as we go through today's conversation yeah, absolutely. Because I think, you know, the first thing maybe that we should just start with just to help people kind of get to to grips on, on how you can identify this with people, because I think that's quite an important part in terms of the proactive side is what are the things that you would say you could spot within an individual <clears throat> or someone could spot themselves as to when they're not coping so well? So. You know, we, when when you hear people, let's say, just use some kind of relatable uh, situations. When someone says they're feeling stress, we tend to see that physically manifest itself as somebody being quite snappy, aggressive, you know, changing in sort of their personality, their tone, the way they deal with people. 
uh, is one way of doing it. Or the other way, some people can become quite withdrawn and, and isolate and that side of things. Is there mm. other things that you would say that individuals can recognize within themselves or for the, you know, the, the line manager out there, they can pick up and they go, ah, okay, I think my employees uh, are not coping with the pressure at the moment. Yeah, so I think, as you said, it's different for everybody, isn't it? Generally, we, um, we can feel quite overwhelmed or a little bit lost, lacking that clarity of specific tasks that need to be done, whether that's work-related or at home, and just generally feeling a bit lost. Um, yeah. And struggling with the day-to-day, maybe not finding as much joy or as much motivation, kind of languishing along rather than that thriving on lacking that energy and motivation um and people may start to notice that that they're trying to do so much work they their go-to might be taking on more work because that's a distraction for them whereas somebody else may go the opposite way and do less work and withdraw from what they would normally do so in work or a social situation maybe that you can over plan and do obviously not in the current times but generally you might do even more things sociably to distract from the underlying worries or difficulties that you've got going on because you don't want to have that time and space to address it or think about it and that can that can be quite um that can manifest and become quite unhealthy for some people so they're not addressing the the actual underlying issue okay so kind of the the top tip there is watch for any deviations or adjustments in your normal day-to-day behavior or Mm. if you're managing people watch for them changing their normal kind of behaviors and patterns either doing more a lot more or a lot less is yeah and it it may be if you're uh, if it's a manager and an employee or an employee having the conversation with their manager they may want to share with them look, this tends to be how I react when I'm feeling overwhelmed or worried or stressed. And so if you notice this, are you able to pull me up on that? Or the manager saying, oh, do you know what your telltale signs are if you're feeling quite overwhelmed? Would you like me to make you aware of it so we can see whether there is something on your mind or whether you are struggling with something? And it's taking that preventative and proactive approach before things get a bit further down the line. And we do all tend to have like our go-to behaviors and communication styles when we're feeling overwhelmed or stressed so for example for me I know I will over plan and try to over control any situation that I can manage if I'm feeling quite overwhelmed so I will structure my day pretty much to the nth degree because that's something that I can do to manage when I'm feeling overwhelmed yeah so what's the what's the first thing so now we've identified how people can help themselves and how you know managers and that can recognize how to be more proactive what's the first step then in terms of okay you're not coping so well <clears throat> under pressure what's the first thing someone can do to to start making a more positive change or a positive coping strategy towards that so it may be helpful um, to start jotting down on a post-it note or on your phone it's, it's not a big deal it doesn't need to take hours but just start to recognizing those worries or concerns that you do have maybe put each one on a different post-it note and start to kind of categorize those worries or concerns of things of what are in your control or what are outside of your control and this is a um 
Ethereum model of uh, Covey's circle of influence. And that advises that a proactive approach would be to start extending the circle of influence. So those concerns or worries or difficulties that we do have, what we can influence, if we start honing on those and break those down, whether it's about having a conversation with a manager, whether it's about speaking with a friend, taking some time out for yourself, those are the proactive things that we can start to address. Yeah in comparison to maybe the list of worries or concerns that we can't control. And an element of that might be about throwing those those worries away, whether you physically tear up or throw away those post-it notes, because there is an element of a benefit to let those go, because it can take a lot of all-consuming energy and psychological capacity to be investing a lot of time and worry and things that we don't have control over and obviously this is these are just thoughts and ideas and it's not as easy as it sounds we're not saying that look this is going to work and this is how you do it it's as simple as that but these might be helpful techniques for people to use yeah so it's it's very much trial and error for people in the sense of you know, keep trying different things, find the thing that works the best for you in these situations. And from what you were saying there, it's almost as if, depending on what it is, what the kind of the stimulus is, what is, you know, the the pressure and the nature Mm. of that depends on how you're going to cope with it and depends on what you're going to choose as as your way to deal with it or to, or maybe just kind of ride the the storm so to speak and then afterwards how do you kind of decompress and and get your mind back on track because sometimes if we just take all different types of job roles and all different things that people you know in terms of vocations that they can have in life whether they're a stay-at-home mum or stay-at-home dad or you know they're a frontline individual at the moment working in the NHS the pressures Mm -hmm. are all completely different so Everyone's going to have a different um, capacity on how, when they can deal with that pressure, things they're going to have to just, you know, say, just get on with for the time being and deal with it in that moment of pressure and apply a different kind of set of techniques to afterwards when they feel, let's say, for instance, somebody might feel the pressure building over a week is very different to something that's maybe more urgent that's happening in a matter of minutes and hours and that being a, you know, I'm thinking here, emergency services, military personnel, they're put under huge amounts of pressure in a very rapid response situation. That's different towards the pressure that can build over weeks or months of somebody working on a project or, you know, at home at the moment with kids doing homeschooling, that sort of thing. They're going to need different responses and different coping strategies. Yeah, absolutely. And as we kind of touched upon earlier, just like you're saying there, there's there's different pressures and we all experience that differently. A pressure could be the fact that we're concerned of failure or when we were talking about last session about the self-beliefs, that can be a pressure as well because we're putting that pressure on ourselves or it may be that we're avoiding situations and we're displaying avoidance behaviors because the pressure is getting it to us and that's how we respond so it all varies in any given situation okay i think that's important for people to recognize isn't it i think that that definitely sounds 
something that needs to be remembered is this is going to vary. And, you know, just saying because you've used one scenario, one technique for one situation doesn't mean that it will work for every Mm. situation. And also over time as well, you might find that as you become more resilient and you become better at dealing with pressure in general, that you then start applying different techniques and different strategies and the way that you might communicate that with your manager, your peers, your family, your loved ones. However, whatever the situation might be, is it's going to evolve and adapt as you grow and develop as an individual. Is that a fair kind of comment? Absolutely. And it's all relative as well for each person. And I think I was um, doing some reading around this topic recently and um, reading a book by Paloma, uh, Pandora Paloma, sorry. And she kind of explores the concept of learning to underachieve. So again, taking that pressure off yourself. So not thinking that you need to get everything done on that to-do list every single day. And I know we've spoken about that previously instead about prioritizing picking the top three that's going to have the biggest impact of getting that done the minimal negative impact of not doing it and just accepting the fact that it's okay that for you to reach your limit there's always going to be times where there's simply not enough hours in the day or you've not got uh, enough time or enough stamina to get through whether that's putting goals in whether it's a, a fitness goal or a nutrition goal or um meditation goal work goal uni goal whatever that is it's okay to not get everything done and not to be 100 percent all the time because that's not human behavior we're not we're not perfect individuals and accepting and taking that pressure off yourself to have to overachieve or at least achieve everything every single day every day of the year is such a massive pressure that i think people can put on themselves yeah, definitely. And, and that there really links in and relates to also what we use within the functional rehab settings, which is talking about boom and bust behaviors with overcoming persistent pain cycles and how people will feel good on one day. So they'll they'll boom and they'll do loads and that yeah. actually causes them to go over the top and then they bust and then they can't do anything for a few days. And they do these really big up and down cycles of doing so much and then doing nothing, which is the same here, right? Is it's the, it's been said a lot within sort of psychological field and I've papers that I've read books that I've read as well. I believe it was Jordan Peterson as well, who said it from a psychological perspective, set a goal really, really low that you're actually going to hit as an easily hit because that's more rewarding to the brain and will drive consistency of mm-hmm. continuing to do stuff. And I know from, experience of dealing with with individuals and just seeing the the data that sits with it that consistency is key it is the it's the absolute gold standard of achieving anything long term as being consistent so if you start setting stuff that you're going to consistently do it's going to be much better and more effective long term which will also have a more beneficial effect to your mental health long term than setting some unachievable goal or trying to do as you said trying to do too much all in one go not getting it done and then you feel like you're a failure Mm. and then your confidence is knocked and you know you get into a negative mindset whereas if you what I use as well just as an example what I use with with clients in terms of if we just take meditation exercise nutrition any of those kind of whatever their goal is and, and what we're looking at is set the goal really really super low so it might be 
I just want you to do a minute of exercise today. I just want you to do one minute of meditation. And it's, it's always super, super easy for them to achieve. And the whole point of that is that they do it every single day. It feels really easy. And then we just slowly incrementally increase that to two minutes, three minutes, four minutes. And that just slow, subtle shift kind of grades them into being able to do a little bit more, a little yeah. bit more psychologically and physically the body adapts to that rather than jumping in at the deep end and trying to write i'm going to meditate an hour a day i'm going to exercise an hour a day yeah, i'm going to study takes an hour pressure a... off you as well doesn't it because there's not that oh i need to fit in an hour a day of extra work or an hour a day of extra cooking or exercise it's being realistic as you've said but also allowing yourself to have an off day or an off time and not having to be superhuman allowing ourselves to experience failure and again we have touched upon this but looking at failure actually learning how to fail can aid our future successes because we learn from it um and yeah i listened to a podcast how to fail with elizabeth day which i really recommend it's really really interesting of those podcasts is speaking to people and they share their experiences of failure and actually what it taught them or what that led them to experience and a part of this as well as exploring how we manage pressure is allowing ourselves to fail easing the pressure off ourselves putting realistic goals in place managing what we can control letting go of what we can't control and ultimately being present at a day at a time and just taking it a step at a time rather than trying to take on the whole world in one week yeah that definitely sounds like a very sensible approach so is there anything else that we need to cover from to help the listeners in terms of dealing with pressure or is that is that kind of as simple as it is, really, from what we've I covered today? I think the key points really are that pressure affects us all differently and it's all relative to our personal situations, our experiences, our personality, our work lives, whatever that might be. It's all totally relative and individual to us. Relating it back to session one, where we were looking at what goals or adjustments do listeners want to address, it might be about reflecting on that area again, that quadrant of the job, family, me, my future, and thinking about where you feel those pressures and bringing in that circle of influence, writing down what you can control, what you can't control of those concerns, and think about where that pressure is coming from for those goals so is the pressure coming from society or from work or your family or yourself within those what is within your control what is not what can you address how can you address it and then that also links back again to looking at your strengths that we discussed in an earlier session as well about how you can overcome those barriers or those pressures with your strengths and your skills excellent that sounds a good summary there, Gabby. Thank you. So for today, that's us done for this podcast and recommend you stay tuned to have a listen back through some of the previous episodes we've done just to refresh and recap yeah. what we've covered. And also it's a, it's a good opportunity to go back through some of that content. So you can pick and chop and change between these episodes uh, as you go on and as you continue to listen. But 
until next time, stay safe and we'll speak to you soon.